Hi friends, I'm Jillian, the host of Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on all the things you never learned growing up. Between landing your dream job, crushing your love life, learning to invest, mastering your mindset, and figuring out how to be happy along the way, there's a lot to navigate. I've learned firsthand that there's more than one way to adult, and it's not always linear. So consider this show my love letter to taking the unconventional route creating new milestones, and carving out your own version of success. You're right where you should be. So join me every week as I call in the experts for unfiltered, game-changing advice on how we can all live our best lives. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Hi guys, today we are exploring the seven love languages. Yes, seven, that is not a mistake. There have been two added since we last talked about love languages on the show, and I'm very excited about them because... They really resonate with me. There was something missing, and now now we have it. And I am joined today by my wonderful, wonderful team, Kyla and Caro. I'm so excited. This is our first team roundtable episode, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So thanks, guys, for being here. Thank you for having us. Okay, I would love just a quick intro and what your relationship status is right now, and if you have a love language that stood out above the rest. I'm Kyla. My relationship status has been single for for many, many years, and it doesn't seem to be changing anytime soon. But by your choice, I've heard you say yes. that you are very much enjoying yes. single life. So that's... Well, it's more that I'm not exploring any other options. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I never have. Physical touch, that's definitely my number one yeah. love language. I feel like I'm not a very huggy touchy person Mm. you wouldn't know that but and what was your lowest do you remember oh my lowest is words of affirmation or gift giving yes I don't ever it don't ever give me a compliment and don't ever give me a gift (laughs) and that is that no compliments no I can't stand them when when my friends give me birthday gifts I tell them not to write cards they all do but I don't open my birthday cards because I can't (gasps) hit like it makes me so uncomfortable to read that people say this oh my god (laughs) I'm so sappy like I'll write you a poem like (laughs) a haiku and Caro it is with your status and your lowdown and everything I'm Caro I'm in a relationship and we've been dating for about a year and a half you guys look very cute on the socials so sweet very happy he's an angel that's what I always say my love languages are funny I'm like a three-way tie Mm -hmm. like 25% each of acts of service gifts and words of affirmation quality time who needs it <laughs> you have a hot take on this yeah tell actually tell yeah, share with the class quality of time the literally the baseline of having any type of relationship <laughs> with me if you're my friend you're not gonna hang out with me okay not my friend so you almost dismissed it because you were like this should be like a fucking given yeah it's like duh yeah okay <laughs> yeah physical touch again if my partner walks by me and like touches the my arm or something like that means so much so it's not that I don't appreciate it but it's like again the baseline like I'm like oh if you're not giving me both those things we're not in a relationship yeah see maybe it's because I'm not getting any physical touch (laughs) that's a but that's a really good point because I think people will do the results do the quizzes and then they feel like well that's not true it's not it shouldn't be so low I care about that it's like you can care about all of them when I did the quiz like I am the most sappy romantic touchy I want everything give me all of it at all times so it was very very hard for me to choose between things because I'm like but all of these resonate so much so it's really it's not that you don't care about one of the five or seven as we'll touch on it's just like what at this point in your life is kind of like weighted higher than the other things and that's such a a helpful thing to be able to communicate to your family and your friends and your partner because if you don't know the kind of love that you want it's impossible for anyone to meet 
your needs and your expectations. And if they don't know that, you could just be like, wow, my partner does nothing for me. If your love language is acts of service and your partner doesn't know that and you're not much of like a chore gal, I'm talking about me, then then they could feel really untaken care of and you could have no idea and you could be like, but I say nice things to you all day and they don't give a shit. They just want you to help like with the dishes. So it's such a great conversation to have and we'll talk about it throughout the episode, but it doesn't just need to be about a romantic partner. Mm -hmm. This applies to ourselves, how we treat ourselves, our friendships, all of the things. Yeah, definitely. As for me, I think they have changed a lot. The last time we talked about this on the show, I was like going through a long-distance relationship and quality time couldn't be high because I didn't really get quality time. So these love languages can evolve so much based on where you're at with your in your life and like what your priorities are but also like who you're with because different people will bring out different things acts of service used to be so low for me I didn't even know that I liked acts of service and then we were I was talking about this with my friends one day and they were like Kyla obviously you're number one is acts of service you like love when people make food for you yeah. or they like I used to go to my friends places just to stay at their house because they would like cook oh, it so <laughs> just to be there and have someone take care of me a hundred percent I was like I'm an independent woman I don't need acts of services I'm good and because I don't value chores as a person like I fucking don't yeah. like cleaning my house yeah. I don't like doing chores so I was like well why would I want someone else to do that I don't like that and then my last partner did so many acts of service the entire home that we are sitting in right now is brought to you by him (laughs) he built everything fixed everything cleaned everything painted like he did so many things and through that I started to be like oh I really like this this is really nice to have someone like looking out for you and taking care of you Mm -hmm. so yeah it will change based on who you're with but right now we tried to find quizzes with the seven love languages they didn't exist so here's my take on it words of affirmation and touch have always been my highest I need you to touch me hold me and tell me I'm wonderful <laughs> it's, it's quite simple <laughs> you can do it all at the same time too it's perfect very efficient <laughs> and then I also definitely care about acts of service now that has has gone up in the ranking and then I don't I really don't give a fuck about gifts no I, I, oh, hate I will die on this hill <laughs> gifts is so misunderstood <laughs> is what I'll say Buy me an expensive gift? Sure. Gonna love it. Please spend your money on me. Yeah. However, gifts I feel like are really overlooked in regards to like some some would round them into like acts of service, but it's like when you're at the grocery store and you're standing in line and you see my favorite bag of like gummies and you grab those and you bring them home. Like that means like so much to me. Because it's thoughtfulness Mm -hmm. but tied with action. And I think that's huge Mm. with me. Again, like how they've evolved over time. I feel like I was burnt in my early twenties with a lot of these like partners that would say a lot of things but not like follow them up yeah so it's like I was almost like probably like love bombed in that sense with like words of affirmation Mm -hmm. but then like none of it was actually there you know what I mean if you're not showing up and actually doing those things for me yeah I don't feel loved or I don't feel safe I feel so that's where I feel like gifts and now I feel like it's tied into acts of service just as I've had more responsibility (laughs) and I feel like (laughs) I used to again like not really care but like being a homeowner living on my own I'm like oh those things are very nice I feel so like cared for in that way but before I had those responsibilities it was not really a big deal so I feel like that's where gifts really shined and that's definitely how I show love the most too Mm. and gifts again it's like leaving like notes around the house again the thoughtfulness tied with an action where like words of affirmation is like often just the The, um, yeah just the like thoughtfulness of it um but it's like actually doing an action and like planning that ahead and and hiding it somewhere and and those like elements of above and beyond effort yeah again for me feeling like physical touch and quality time are like baseline effort (laughs) I'm just looking I'm a high effort in a relationship person so that's where I feel like I want all these things it's like no you had to go out of your way you like prove it that's a really good point also that I think 
gifts of service get a bad rap yeah Yeah. and listen some people are like buy me the nicest purse and that is the only way to win my love and like you know you go girl if that's you that's fair get your bag that's extremely not me so I think I've written off receiving gifts entirely but you're right I love something that's thoughtful and a gesture of like I know you and I see you and I know you like this no matter how small it is I'm just thinking of you that is really valuable it's still my lowest but it is really valuable (laughs) like I still see it for you I still want nothing to do with it I love that journey for you (laughs) and then the two new ones which we'll get into I think would probably literally be the top not just because I love new things but because it feels like they they really resonate with me but we're going to dive into all the original five right now and in the two new ones okay so let's start with words of affirmation as I said for me rates high because I am a writer and I need validation at all times because I'm anxiously attached and working on it (laughs) so uh, words of affirmation are are pretty self-explanatory people who prefer words of affirmation just want a bit of reassurance they want reminders of love if they go out of their way to do something they want that acknowledgement and it can be like it can be written it can be verbal it's whatever works for you it can be text throughout the day if you don't see your partner or your friends for a while it's like letting them know that you miss them that you're thinking of them genuine support and compliments when you notice things say it and it also applies to like criticism. I don't do well with negative criticism. Oh, so like give me I. a shit sandwich. Listen, Kyla, you don't want positive or negative. No, this is my whole thing. I want no feedback. <laughs> don't. I don't want to know anything. The, I don't want to know how you perceive me. I don't know what you, th- what you, I don't care. Give it to me like in a shit sandwich. Tell me things I'm doing well. And then I can take some criticism and then bookmark it with something else I'm doing well. Because negative criticism for people with words of affirmation preferences are like really tough like really devastating since I hate words of affirmation so much I never remember to do it or Mm. send like messages I'm the worst at like texting and keeping in touch with people and it's just like if you think of them just Mm -hmm. send no one's ever gonna be upset getting a message just being like hey miss you thinking of you yeah that's the hard part about this is that like we have our preferences and and those are usually the default ways that we love and then it's learning how to love Mm-hmm. the people that you care about in the ways that they need which right, like yeah. you might be like this I don't care about this at all mm-hmm. yeah but it matters to them exactly right? and that's big in with like seasons of life as well you mentioning that before for me that's like a huge one with friends right now just in the season of life I'm in I feel like all my friends are long distance so it's like yeah. I'm like forced into that so I feel like I've gotten good at it a few yeah, times you- a week for sure I'm just like who's on my mind like I'm gonna text them just like thinking about you I'm so yeah. it's like no pressure, but it's just like sending them a nice message and we just like put that feeler out. If this is your love language, also there's ways to give it to yourself and probably the most common way is journaling. So if it matters to you to be able to like capture how you're feeling and get validation for how you're feeling and like reassurance, you can do like affirmations about yourself. And like if you need the reminder and you don't have a person in your life who's giving you that affirmation that you are cared about and loved, give it to yourself Next up is Caro's favorite quality time. Love it. <laughs> Let's hang. And I do agree with you that this one does feel like a baseline. It feels like very obvious that to have good relationships in your life, you should have quality time. I think the difference with quality time is some people are really okay on their own. And they're just like, I'm when I hang out with people, I want to go do something. But otherwise, like I, I can watch a movie on my own. I'll go to the grocery store on my own. Like I'm all good. It's, it's fine. We can make plans. And when we're not making plans, I'm going to just do me. I think with people who really value quality time, they want to do things with people, even if it's mundane, even yeah. if it doesn't matter. It's really important to them. And it's more important than, say, like planning a big, crazy adventure. I just want to know that you are prioritizing me and spending time with me. I think this probably matters a lot 
to people when it's hard to see their partner. Like if you're married and like your kids are demanding and you have crazy jobs, that quality time is probably like the most important thing. You're like I nothing else matters, but I need to be able to see you for a few hours a week where we're not like wiping diapers and yeah. you know, dealing with shitty bosses. So it, it depends on the season. I think in my friendships, it's becoming more important. Yeah. I'm really craving quality time with my friends and it's hard to get because everyone's so far away from each other. What I found in friendships is that, especially now when we all are busy and have jobs and people have houses and are starting families and getting married, for the most part, when we're planning things, it's like to go out and do something. And then again, it's like, how much actually quality time are you getting with your friends? Like what I would way rather be doing is just sitting on the couch having a glass of wine and chatting with everyone like I don't need to be going out to dinners or shows or whatever when we were in university we were just like always be together by default right now you really it seems weird to be like hey just come and sit on my couch but that's what we used to do especially as we like hit 30 and in around there you miss that companionship of like doing the mundane things together who are, who's your ikea friend who's your person that's like get in the car we're going to ikea like get in the car we're going to tr- like trader joe's like, i think it also speaks to like a level of safe like feeling safe mm. with these people because you're so fine to just do nothing with them like it doesn't 100 have to be anything more than just spending time together and that's actually where i've always battled mm. with quality time in a sense is I mean, I do like it, obviously. It's baseline. But what I struggle with is I actually get no enjoyment out of just, like, doing the mundane things with people in my presence. And now I feel like probably from, like, living alone and just feeling like my time is, like, very precious. Yes. I do obviously still want quality time, and that's where I can get mad a little – or not mad, but it's, like, I'm very specific with – if I'm hanging out with friends and we like don't see each other very much and we're at dinner, phones are off, like not on the table. They're in your purse. Like we are connecting deeply. Screw the small talk. We're like, we're getting in. I want a heart to heart. Yeah. If you're just like scrolling on your phone, like that's not quality time at all for me. Where some people like love it. And it's like, that's, they just want to like be be in each other's presence. I'm like, that does nothing for me. You're not like, we're not like connecting. That's a really good point. I think the quality sometimes isn't there in the quality time people are spending together. I've also with age started to really enjoy habit stacking. So it's like, I need to work out. I need to do it for my mental and physical health. It's really changed my life to have like my spin, my Legree, do it every week. And I want to see my friends and my time is short. So now it's like doing it all together. We are going out. Oh, the never friend group ask is, me to do that. Kelly will not be there. <laughs> but, but my friend group now, we meet at spin on Saturday morning. We do our spin class. We feel good. We're doing the things we need to do. Then we grab a coffee. We have a catch up. So the quality time has now become like, let's just do things together that we know we need to do yeah. that will make us better people and share it together. Mm-hmm. I would way prefer that yeah. to like sitting and watching a show that we've seen 10,000 times. Right. Okay, so we've chatted a bit about gifts, receiving gifts as a love language, dispelling some myths. Yes. I really liked your point and what I noticed also in my dating history is it really stood out to me when I would date someone who remembered something I said and like brought it back and tried to make something happen. I dated this one guy who I was like, I've never been horseback riding. I've always wanted to. I love horses, but I wasn't allowed to growing up. And he, when I broke up with him, told me that he was planning to take me horseback riding. And I was like, can I rescind the breakup? (laughs) Like, fuck. Because that's the nicest thing. I mentioned it once. This was not like a thing I was harping on often. It was just like one time, like, yeah, I never have. I've always wanted to. And that really showed me the thoughtfulness of like, 
when you say, oh, I love this, I don't know, fucking record player and someone writes it in their phone and remembers it. That's what I was just going to say. That's the hottest tip I ever learned because I'm a terrible gift giver. I get so much anxiety. I never know what to get anyone. Yeah. Just I have a note on my phone whenever anyone says and like even if I barely know them, write it down and then you're good to go. I want Majuri jewelry, okay, Kyla, well, and I want so do I a horseback riding lesson. I actually so do I. <laughs> I'll take gifts really seriously in giving them. Like I'm a very good gift giver, but only for special occasions. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to just right. get you a gift just because when when I'm dating you, but with friends if I'm not around and I can't be there and a friend is going through a hard time like my friend that loves pizza went was going through a hard time I was just extending her pizza definitely Another friend, like, loves donuts she had a bad day Uber eats her donuts because I'm like oh this will cheer her up uh the Starbucks gift on the Starbucks app option yeah. has yeah. changed my life forgiving I'll just like send people coffee like if they're having like so a really nice. crappy week and it's so easy and they I don't think it goes directly to their app but it goes to their email yeah above and beyond when you like can't be there in person because friends is definitely I love to give gifts to everyone, but I feel like that's how I show up for my friends. Yes. Um, especially when you can't be giving tons of quality time and stuff if you don't live like super locally. Yeah. It matters more to me when I get thoughtful gifts from friends yeah. than I yeah. do from a partner. Because like I'm getting other things from a partner. Like I'm yeah. good. <laughs> but from the friends, it means so much. It sounds like gifts are having redemption. I'm getting excited by how excited you are about yeah, this. I know gifts are. Now that I'm really giving it some thought, it's more like thoughtful gestures. Exactly. I think it's just it needs to be renamed. Named. It needs a different PR person. And it's important if this matters to you to give yourself gifts and and that doesn't mean like every day is a treat yourself day it doesn't need to mean like you spend all of your money giving yourself like really nice designer shit it just means removing the guilt of doing something nice for yourself and being like thoughtful towards yourself I think yeah it's important i struggle with that i struggle to like spend money on things that aren't necessary yes. for myself and then i'll feel like guilty about it and then i'll second it takes me a thousand years to make a purchasing decision for myself yeah yeah totally. that was actually my new year's resolution because i i've always hate my birthday and again i never will buy myself anything unless i like need it that instant yeah. and then it's yeah. like i need to get this now and yeah. i'm so stressed so my new year's resolution that was on my birthday and on christmas i'll get myself something like like a nice sweater that's like a good piece yeah a good yeah. piece that will last a long time so then like i'm building my wardrobe i'm getting myself a nice gift and maybe i can reframe my birthday yeah give yourself something nice a hundred percent i love that i've really in the past few years like learned a lot about if i love adventures with other people or if i love like thoughtful gifts with other people like how can i give these to myself so if i'm in a single season it doesn't feel depressing it feels like an exercise in like being that person mm-hmm. and even just like providing that foundation for yourself is a great way to not build resentment for anybody. Yeah. Like I find that it's easy to get in seasons of like, oh, well, my friends don't really, and just comparison really. Oh yeah. Or even if you feel like you're just like a high effort friend and maybe it's not being met at all, all at all times yeah. and then feeling like resentment about that. Instead, it's like, if you're just doing that for yourself, you're going to be more satisfied because it really should be like unexpectedly cherry on top type yeah. of thing. You don't want to be operating from a deficit. Like yeah. if you're basically half empty and you're expecting people to fill you up, you're going to have so much resentment and it's going to be so negative when those needs aren't met and those needs might not be realistic. Mm -hmm. But if you're meeting your own needs, filling yourself up, there was a a really good podcast episode we did in the past with Lauren Zweller on dating and it was game-changing because she was saying, if you make that list of all the things that you're looking for from a relationship, are you also using that as a mirror to see if you're giving them to yourself? So you want physical touch, 
do you touch yourself nicely? You want someone to spend like money and time on you. Are you spending money and time on yourself? So if you're doing none of those things, if you're depriving yourself of the things that you want and then expecting that someone else is going to fill all of those gaps, you're setting yourself up for resentment. And I think that's hugely true. I've noticed that a lot in my life. Because part of that too is obviously internal expectations, but I also think part of that is like showing someone else like how you you operate kind of. Yeah, Yeah, like it's like if that's just like the norm that you've set, someone will come into your life and be like, wow, like you respect yourself that much that these are the kind of things that you're already doing. Yes. And it's a lot easier to be like showing someone like how you operate in that way. Mm Okay, well, that brings us to acts of service. It wasn't something that I immediately realized I wanted. I was like, I don't need people to do chores for me. That's not sexy. And then now I realize like, it actually being taken care of is the nicest thing ever. Yeah. And if that's your love language or your partner's love language or your friends, it's just a matter of like, what can I do to help make their life a little bit better? Which is such a nice place to come from. If it's just bringing them coffee in bed because they didn't sleep well last night or making them dinner, running some errands, like helping them build their stupid Ikea pack system, which I need to help building because it's huge <laughs> and very difficult to do. Oh, no. I'm the cook. I love cooking. I hate cleaning. You take care of each other in these different ways. You can do that in friendships. You can do that for family, yourself. And it's a beautiful way to show love that I was overlooking before. And now I really value it. Definitely. I think it's my biggest or one of my biggest ways to show love with my friends, family and relationship for sure. It's definitely one of those ones I've grown into. And I just think yeah. it's like a classic. It's the mature. more responsibilities yeah. you have, the more you're like, damn, yeah. there's a lot to do. Yeah. A hundred percent. Especially people who start becoming parents. Like the best thing you can do for a new parent is literally anything to help them. Yes. yes. I have one friend who's like, she plans everything. She's the one who gets everyone together. Mm. She's the one who's always setting up the dinners and the parties and everything. So it's like, Maybe someone else just does that one yeah. time, you know? It's, I feel like there's so much work that goes, I mean, in families as well. Like, there's just so much labor that isn't acknowledged. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah true. Because the person that's doing that all the time, even if they get fulfillment and that's become mm-hmm. their role, they're often the people that's just like, well, I wish someone would take care of exactly. me. Exactly. Okay, that brings us to the last one, physical touch. This will be fun because Whoa. we all seem to have very different opinions on it. It's extremely high on my list. And I think... It can also get an interesting rep because it's not just about sex, which lots of people think. And for me, it is. No, <laughs> It is also just about the comfort that comes with affection. Touch is so reassuring to me if I'm yeah. stressed. Yeah. I know. And, and this is a default. Like, it's not your fault if when you get angry or stressed, you just need, like, space and don't want to be touched. That's okay. For me, if I am, like, having a panic attack, someone just, like, putting a hand on me, a gentle yeah. hold, I'm yeah. like, okay it's so nice so some of this can be like really ingrained in you as well and I think the people that like gravitate towards touch it's probably like very set out from early on in your life what's comforting to you versus what's like repulsive to you yeah not even the big things like sex or anything it's like the unconscious touches or like when you're out in public putting your arm around someone or something just gives you a sense of protection and security even in dating I think like physical touch and dating is hard early on if you're on a first date it's like what's appropriate what's not appropriate but when you're flirting with someone I love those little micro moments of like intimacy that we take for granted that's it just shows this connection and familiarity that feels really really good I love that yeah the familiarity yeah I don't hate it yeah in fact I am anxiously attached and I do need you to hold my hand at all points yeah like a lack of it definitely makes me feel like unsecure like yeah so like being anxiously attached I feel very safe like having that reassurance Mm -hmm. But I, when I get really stressed and overwhelmed, 
I don't really want touch at all. I think also when it comes to sex, it can be difficult if one partner has that as a love language and the other doesn't. And that can cause like a huge divide. And so I think it's also fair to like have those negotiations with your partner of this means a lot to you. Here's where I'm coming from. Is there a middle ground? What is it that you need? Is it intimacy? Is it like being held? Is it just the act of sex itself? How can we find a middle ground? And also how can we schedule it? Mm -hmm. Because I think... Most people, when like everything's going well in their lives, probably enjoy sex. Mm-hmm. I think where I see a lot in the people around me, sex fall off the map is when they're stressed. Yeah. Things aren't going well. The job is fucked. Money is fucked. They're not sleeping. They just got a new dog or a new baby, whatever. New baby is a different situation. That's <laughs> right. Not, I'm not equipped to discuss that. <laughs> but I think that's when it just gets put on the back burner and when like resentment can grow because it's like, you need to help each other. You need to talk about things, but you don't need to have sex. So some, you know, some partners' needs are completely unmet during those times because all of the other love languages have to be addressed. You have to help each other as a team. You have to keep like your apartment livable, all of these things. So in those cases, I think things like having intentional date nights are like such a good way to make sure everyone's needs are being met. And this isn't just like a nice to have for your partner. It might be like a need to have. So if there's like anticipation, if there's a plan, if you can look forward to it, if it's not like expecting the spontaneous response of like, yeah. hey, like let's have sex right now. And yeah. it's like, it's 11 p.m. and I have to get up in like seven hours. I don't want to do that right now. Instead, you've created like an experience around it. And then I think it's like a lot more doable for people who have very busy hard lives. Definitely. And I think that people need to get more comfortable just talking about sex Agreed. with their partners like it's still such like a no one talks about like we're, we're all having it yeah but even if we're having it together we're not talking about yeah. it it's just like it's either happening or it's not whereas yeah. like it needs to be something that you talk about yeah. and is discussed and is a very normal topic because it's such an important part of a relationship yeah and if you're not having it I think it's important to say why. Why? Because it's a really shitty feeling to be rejected. And yeah. so we put out these bids to our partners or they put them out to us of like affection or of like intimacy. And if those are shut down and it's not shared why, it's easy to be like, they don't want me anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's the first place I go to. I'm like, I'm not lovable. I'm not wanted. I'm not attractive anymore. And it could be like, they and just, they may not even know they're you're... just bloated or they like, they just had such a bad day and their anxiety is so bad that they can't even imagine engaging in this right now. You grow apart very easily if you're not explaining, hey, right now is not a good time. Here's why, but I'd love to have a rain check and like, let's literally make that rain check. Like, what about this weekend? Let's devote all of Sunday morning to this, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. we got to talk about it. And the communication of the bids, I think you said that too, where it's like, then sometimes it's misinterpreted where yeah. you're like, I was wearing my nice pajamas. What did you think that meant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, could have gone right over the head. They're like, wow, you must be comfortable. Night. And you're yeah. like, excuse me? Yeah. So communicating about that so then you can have that like like close the loop yeah (laughs) to bring corporate into the bedroom (laughs) yeah no one wants to do an everything shower emerge and have your partner be like no i just want to go to bed you're like you're like i've been planning this for us two and a half hours i'm as smooth as a dolphin (laughs) (laughs) because they need to understand the seriousness of the situation which is like he just thinks it's a casual bid and you're like I've been preparing for the last two and a half hours and that yeah. took me $72 worth of product. Correct. Um, so are you really sure it's no? <laughs> if you're not communicating about the no, and I've heard this from like tons of friends too, then it's like, you kind of feel shot down for like maybe a few days. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're like, like, now the ball's in their court because yeah. I'm not doing this again. And maybe yeah. they're blissfully unaware of it and they're like, yeah. la, 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 and like have no idea. And the next night you're like still thinking, like holding this small resentment. A hundred percent. Even with friends, like if you're 
not about having sex with friends, but <laughs> if, you, if you reject a plan with a friend, I think it's really important to like immediately offer up alternatives. Otherwise, I certainly feel burned. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to... Like, if you're just like, no, sorry, I can't do that. I'm like, oh, okay, you hate me and I shall not be proposing anything else. So really, if you are turning something down and you care about this person, like give some alternatives and give some reasons why. I think that goes a really long way. I used to like announce if <laughs> my last relationship, I would be like, I am going to take a long <laughs> preparative shower. I will see you in 40 minutes. And Please they're like, prepared. okay, understand the assignment. Like, That's a great call though. I would. Instead of like doing all the effort and being like, he's, he gets it. Like I've been in here a while. Taylor Swift's been playing. Yeah, like no. there's a candle lit beside the bed. Yeah. Listen, and then it going right over his head surprising people is fucking overrated i think people think it's not sexy to communicate or plan but it's also not to like be on very different pages yeah. that's not fun so like trying to have the element of like surprise and mystery no just say what's happening it goes a long way mm -hmm. it really does so those are the traditional five and there's been two more just added just last year. So the original research on love languages, which was conducted in the 80s, it was only done on basically straight Christian couples. So people were kind of wondering how has that skewed the results? And also in this modern age, 40 years later, like how much has just life changed? Are these up to date? So modern researchers were curious about it and they conducted a eHarmony big survey across all of these couples to explore how people are currently expressing love and what they need and what the gaps are and they found that there are two kind of pieces to the puzzle that were left out of the original five and I'm excited about them because they really really resonated so these were introduced last year and the first one is shared experiences so this is different than quality time this is me. This is my entire personality. Shared experiences is who I am as a person. This is not like, let's just do tasks together or let's just stay in and spend time together. Like, I just want you to close your laptop and be with me. This is like people who like, get off to like creating memories together that are exciting to them. Always wanting to plan the next trip, the next adventure. There's like a new restaurant. There's a new class I want to try with you. So this is when you want to do things together as opposed to just be together. I think that's like the best way to define it. I, I really resonate with this because I felt like, am I like a thrill seeker or am I just like adverse to boredom? I think both are correct. But I always am pushing whoever I'm with to just like always be doing new things. And they're like, you're obsessed with novelty. But I think it's experiencing something for the first time with someone that you love is really important to me. It's like that into the wild quote, happiness is only real when shared. Whoa, look at you. I love that quote. And every time I go and like experience something amazing or cool, I just am like, I'm fine doing things on my own, but I'm like, I wish I could share this with my person because this is such a cool new thing. And I think we grow so much when we're exposed to new things. So I think it's great to share with the people that you love. Yeah, I feel like traveling alone, the first time I ever traveled alone, that was like my immediate takeaway after only a few days. Yeah. I was like, this is all so lovely and like so much nicer than doing all these things at home. Yeah. But it would be so much nicer if I had someone, you really realize like how much joy comes from like sharing that with someone else. So I... I really loved big fan of the shared experiences. I thought yeah. that was like a lovely ad. Like a type of quality time. Yeah. Um, but I just always have this like fire in me to like find like new, new and exciting yeah. things that we can do together and like create new memories. I think it could also apply to everyday life in that 
I'm the cook of the relationship. So I'm going to cook dinner and we're going to sit and eat it together and have quality time. And I did something for you. Whereas making it a shared experience would be, I have found a new recipe. It is like a pie in the sky recipe. We're getting lobster. We're cooking like fucking seafood stock. We're doing this straight out of like the Gordon Ramsay playbook. And I'd like to do it with you. And we're going to do it together and make like an experience of it as opposed to just falling into a routine pattern that we do. So it could maybe be about seeking novelty in the day-to-day things as well and making them really special and doing them together rather than like for one another. I forget what podcast I was listening to, but it was with like a childhood psychologist and she was talking about how everyone's obsessed with creating core memories yeah. these days, like especially parents for their children and like defining what their the core memories for their children are going to be. Yeah. Really the most important activity for children's development and for them to be doing with their parents is just anything outside where both parties are having fun is like makes that's makes Mm. the biggest difference in their like development Mm. and their relationships and everything which I think speaks a lot to this it's just about like that quality time but going somewhere and experiencing something while doing that oh I love that that's really nice so last but certainly not least is emotional security this is the seventh one that has been introduced this one is really rooted in deep conversation and the emotional security that happens when you really make someone feel seen, feel safe, feel secure, feel like they can be their authentic self. This is not for people who like small talk or like glossing over things. I think probably I'm generalizing, but I could see this really resonating with a lot of women and a lot of just, you know, deep thinkers. We are more predisposed to this love language, I would say. I have been known to, on a first date with a guy, be like, so are you really happy in your life? And my friends are like, why the fuck did you do that? I'm like, I wanted to know if he was really happy. But this is who I am and I am who I am. Um, But this is probably you if you love asking a lot of deep questions, if you love playing like we're not really strangers and games like that, which I absolutely adore. Um, When you feel like really close to your partner, if you're like sharing things about your past, your dreams for your future, like big fears that you have, and if you just like really get off to vulnerability i check all those boxes i love this one so much i think it's so special but it can be i know i love that about myself and i love that with my friends and i try to cultivate friendships with that it can be hard to find that with partners Um, but i also think that i pull that out of partners so even if you don't find it at first in a partner when you're dating I think finding openness and willingness to be able to engage like this even if it's not their like natural default has a lot of value and I feel like our female friendships are just so I don't know I feel like there's been a lot of talk lately about how different female friendships are than male friendships and it's just such a deeper experience again it's like we don't need to get all things from one person which is I think another big thing in relationships where it's like you can't expect someone to provide everything Mm -hmm. for you and not to say that you shouldn't feel emotionally safe and secure with your partner but for me I've always gotten that way more from my friendships Mm -hmm. maybe you don't expect this to be their love language yeah you expect an environment where you feel safe to like exactly and where they're willing to engage it's great to be able to expect that from your friends as well. Whose podcast was it? They were saying men do activities together. Like they have their golfing friends and their hockey friends and they, they do things side by side. Right. And women 
go do things face to face and talk about things and connect on things without distraction. And that's just how we're predisposed. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love this one. I'm a huge fan. And I like that it's kind of like an addition or an add on to like the conversational one, which I feel like was words of affirmation before. Mm -hmm. I do feel like I'm stronger in this one. Like I really try to cultivate these types of like deep friendships and just be like a safe, vulnerable place for those friendships. Um, And this one's interesting too, because looking at the list of like things that I'm good and bad at giving myself, I actually feel like through a lot of therapy, (laughs) like emotional security, giving myself, like this just came up quickly of like journaling and Mm -hmm. self-realization and going through things and trying to understand myself better and get to know myself better in like a deeper way. I just feel like this stood out as like the main one that I feel like I do give myself freely because I'm always just trying to learn more about myself. You're right. Like the best things we can be doing to create emotional security in our relationships is having that within ourselves first. Mm -hmm. If you don't feel safe to be who you are and expressive, it's not going to work in a relationship. So that's really, really powerful. All of these, I really believe it's not talked about how much they should start with ourselves. And then we can give them to our partners and our friends. That's often I actually feel like how I bring out the emotional security in both my friends and my partner is because it often comes from me just like word vomiting, like, oh, I've realized this about myself or this is what I've been thinking and I think this is why. And I feel like that's kind of what sets up the tone of like sharing vulnerably then like opens up sharing and builds that trust when you're like met with like a, a safe emotional space. Um, And I feel like that's, especially in like my relationship, I feel like with men maybe not coming as naturally to that. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's how I most naturally like, open up those conversations. I'm a huge fan of these additions. We have different priorities at different times in our lives. And I think it's just important to yeah, recognize them in ourselves and understand how to give them to the people we love. Mm-hmm. I love love. You know how we like our love now. So feel free to, to slide into our DMs. Yeah, I actually, I forgot to mention, if there's any young widowed fathers... <laughs> Exactly. That's exactly what I'm after. Is that your niche? Yeah, that's my niche. Widowed? Condolences. I will take really good care of your children. Uh, I just don't want to birth any myself, but I will raise yours. You know how they say you need to go, like, if you want someone who's, like, really fit, you need to go hang out in the gym. It's like you need to frequent funeral homes. (laughs) Get them while they're fresh. I mean, you were going to say that. Or, like, a morning group. That's evil. It is evil, but it could just work. It's the same as like men going to yoga. Yeah, exactly. What are they doing there? (laughs) Took a turn. It took a turn. We now know Kyla's type, and I'm I'm divorced. Divorced also works as long as you're on good terms. Well, that's the thing. We're heading into our first wave of divorces of people our age. So like, there's going to be a new crop. I'll wait them out. I'm waiting them out. Dark, dark, dark days out there. This was a really fun conversation. We are definitely going to do it again because I haven't laughed this much in a while because seasonal depression. So (laughs) thank you guys for sharing your love languages and your insights. I hope everybody gets the love they deserve this February. And if not, give it to yourself. If not, give it to Kyla. Yes, that is a wow. Just not words of affirmation. Let us know what your love languages are. There's tons of quizzes if you're not sure that you can do online. The quizzes are so fun do it together it's a great activity and i made my friends tell me what theirs were so i could make sure i was meeting them it does make it make relationships much easier. yeah it is a cheat code you're right it's a fast track cheat code to showing up as a good friend good partner good everything so cheers to love month cheers cheers you got this There you have it, friends. Thanks for listening and make sure you're following along on Instagram at Teach Me How to Adult Media and on TikTok at Teach Me How to Adult. 
If you like what you heard today, it would mean so much if you would subscribe and leave a comment or a rating. It really helps us grow the show. And if something in this episode really resonated, text it to your friends or screenshot it and share it on social. Wherever you are in your adulting journey, just remember you're not alone. My DMs are always open and I would love to hear from you. So hit me up with any topics or guests that you would like to hear about. See you next time. Bye. Bye.